Hey everyone, welcome to the Chill Gamers Podcast. This week, Valve makes some new games, Cyberpunk is a fake, and some anti-cheat on multiplayer or something. Anyway, we are back. It's been a while. We've all had a break and over the holidays and we've been busy, but hopefully we'll keep this going. And today I've got Rack. Why, hello. Ian. Hey, what's up? And I am the man without a face, defaced. So, Cyberpunk, what's up with that? Uh, a big, I mean, we knew that they were going to the crunch at the end, um, which is always kind of difficult to manage. But apparently the original staff didn't believe the game would ship until 2022-ish, give or take. E. Yikes. Yeah, they they thought they had at least another uh, two years. Uh, And that the demo that they showed back in 2018 was uh, not at all applicable to the state of the game or to what they would what they would have, which does explain a lot of the issues that people brought up of missing features that they expected in the game that they saw in the demo. Uh, Hmm. That might happen if you release a fake demo oh yeah that's definitely not good that's Um, pretty bad it's pretty bad yeah the exact quote from bloomberg is cd project hadn't yet finalized and coded the underlying gameplay system which is why so many features such as car ambushes were missing from the final product developers said that they felt like a demo was a waste of months that should have gone towards making the actual game ouch wow that's that's gotta hurt so i think i find this really funny because i i had uh the witcher one before they even made the enhanced edition um Mm -hmm. and it was okay when it first came out came out it was buggy long loading times like a whole bunch of stuff was just broken and really for a first game from a new studio, it wasn't something that made a very big impression. And I think that enhanced edition version made made a bigger impression than the game launch. And what I found what I really find interesting is that CD Project Red before The Witcher or, or The Witcher 3, I mean they had they they had, they made two games before that. The Witcher 1 and The Witcher 2. Both of which, when they launched, didn't really launch in the greatest of states, especially The Witcher 1. And then The Witcher 3 came out, and it was downgraded, and the combat wasn't wasn't exactly how they, you know, were were selling it. And it, it was good, but it, it, you know, it took some patches to get it, you know, to where they wanted it. And then I find it funny that Cyberpunk comes out, and everyone is absolutely surprised that it's just, buggy and broken and doesn't work <laughs> cd project red for all the good faith they built built up with the witcher 3 their track record on game development really hasn't been as good as what people think it is it has it has been so i, I just i've always thought it was really odd that everyone was just hyping the hyping cyberpunk up to the point of absolute lunacy well, I, I guess, I mean, it's like someone getting really hyped up for a Bethesda game, and then the Bethesda game comes out, and it's a glitchy hot mess. Um, like, I did not like The Witcher 1 and Witcher 2. 
I did not like it. I didn't like the play style. And then I didn't even bother playing Witcher 3. And then it became a good, you know, amazing game. Right. Um, but I will say that Cyberpunk 27, uh, 2077 was the game that I was, other than Halo Infinite, I was stoked for. Because we haven't seen a whole lot of new games, yeah. in my opinion. Um, and I kind of figured that it was going to be a glitchy mess from Witcher 1 and 2. But I was not expecting. Like... I I just read the article before this and I'm sitting here like picking my jaw off the floor because from everything that they've built for good uh for consumers that they just torpedoed their entire you know their entire image um releasing a fake demo of the game just to get it out there like yeah mm-hmm. Yeah. I'll just sit here and start bashing him. And I, I, I really, I do enjoy <laughs> cyberpunk. I really do. I oh, think yeah. it has a lot of potential and there are some glitches that are annoying. Yeah. But I just was not expecting, you know, 2018. It was a fake, almost entirely fake as Bloomberg, uh, Bloomberg puts it. So I'm not surprised, but I'm also kind of surprised at the level of, polish and the level of um mm-hmm. well yeah, I, think, I'll just leave that. I think i think it it was there was a lot of pressure right oh two of course brand, two brand new console generations i mean a brand new console generation is coming out two brand new consoles coming out technically three if you count both xboxes mm-hmm. you know you have they were the only major triple a game other than assassin's creed valhalla um on both platforms yep. so i can i could imagine that there were a lot of shareholder meetings asking them if they were going to be ready for the new consoles and the new generation coming out and new generation of video cards came out too so you've kind of got that it's a very very unique situation right now mm, where you have yeah, everybody fair. everybody at home Everybody is buying hardware left and right. All the scalpers are buying hardware left and right, but that's a completely <laughs> different conversation. Yep. <laughs> Point being, everybody is at home, and what is the one thing that everybody can do at home that is entertaining? Play a video Play game. Play a video right? game, yep, yep. And this was a massive launch for them that was going to just... More than likely, they had tons of projected profit in, in, in this release, and all of that probably just went out the window. Well, not necessarily. I mean, that's the thing. They recouped their development costs in the first three days. Like, they they made their profit. But Fair enough, yeah. I think it's... Um, I think the, the ensuing backlash was kind of a bit more than they anticipated. Well, I mean, the backlash is needed. I yeah. think, if, for it, something like this. It looks, it looks pretty on new-gen systems and PCs with really good settings like it, it looks Indeed. good and it runs well um my biggest gripe is the missing 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 features that like should have been in the game um mm-hmm. and just the atrocious launch on past gem like should not have been cleared to launch oh yeah Xbox. oh that yeah awful but that i, I think on briefly last week so oh that's right yeah it i I just am surprised you know it's just surprising to me that well i'm not surprised what am i kidding developers do this all the time 
they go through, they overhype their game. Um, they make it look like it's the bee's knees. And then when you get it, the game bricks your PlayStation five or, you know, something, something silly like that. Um, however, I am surprised it was CD project red who, who did it. If that makes sense. Well, well, you know, I always say, you know, developers, they're not your friends. You know, they don't owe us anything and we don't owe them any, anything. If they make a good product, we'll buy it. If they make a bad product, we won't. But, you know, speaking of having developer friends and being fanboys and whatnot, uh, Valve is coming out with some new games, too, apparently. Gaben. Good old Gaben. Praise Gaben. So they uh, he came out and said, hey, we're making some new single player games. Of course, the Internet is. You know. Speculating and being completely and utterly cynical about the situation. <laughs> Which I haven't is under- looked- understandable. <laughs> Yeah, I haven't looked into uh, like any of the the rumors, but when I saw that they were releasing a, they're making new games. I was I was happy about that. Uh, was it Half Life Alex that came out last year? Oh yeah, this year. Yeah, no, this year. So, well, I guess last year, but back it was twenty March. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it, oh, yeah, it yeah, had good year, reviews. Yeah. It had good reviews. Um, people really seemed to enjoy it. God, it feels like it was so long ago. I know, like I. I'm like, wait a minute, that's not right. Wait, <laughs> I yes, it is. 2019. Yeah. <laughs> wait. My, our, everybody's lives went went to went to went to uh, Helen back last year. I, I didn't realize it. Uh, we were too busy heck? playing video games while we were in lockdown. There you go. We were too busy playing Cyberpunk. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm getting mad. But yeah, no. Yeah. Apparently, they're making Half Life Alex just propelled their uh, motivation for single player games. And you know, well, it, for good reason. Half Life Alex is amazing. It's it's probably the best VR game like ever made. It's just so good. I haven't played it because my PC can barely run anything VR. But when I do my rebuild, I'll, I will plan for VR. But everyone was saying it was amazing. Mm-hmm. That, that they did a great job uh, bringing VR into um, Half Life. Um, and one thing that I thought was cool and this is going to be the guy who barely plays VR is that you can sit there and pick stuff up off shelves. I thought that was amazing. It's absolutely cool. Not everything, not everything, but, but you know, something most, most of everything you can pick up. I mean, that's crazy. I've seen videos of people. There was, there was one video that kind of went viral of a professor teaching chemistry or something. Yeah. Writing with a marker on a window, like a whiteboard. And it, yeah. Well, at the very beginning of the game, there is a window that you can take some dry erase markers and start drawing on the window in VR. And he he, he taught a class using Half Life Alex in that no window. No way. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool. <laughs> it it went viral so back cool. when it first came out, but yeah, that was a that was a cool thing. I mean, this yeah. game is rated insanely well. It's ten out of ten on Steam, ninety two percent on the Gamer, ninety three percent Metacritic. 97% on Google. It's it's yeah. yeah, it's it's probably the it's the definitive VR game. It's the definitive story-driven VR game. I totally Bone, Boneworks was close. Boneworks was was very close. But I think Boneworks. Half-Life Alex just took it and just propelled it. Boneworks kind of 
seemed like a almost like a tech demo or a yeah, more so of like a proof of concept kind of thing. Yeah, it definitely was. And my problem with VR, and this is just me personally, I like I can't play it for long periods of time. And it's really odd to explain to people why, because like when I play it, and I play it for say like forty five minutes, and mm-hmm. like I take I take my my uh, Odyssey Plus off, and I just sit down. I'm like the best way to to describe it is I'm just completely and utterly mentally drained. And I and I suspect it's just because like my brain is like trying to process two realities at the same time. I guess I don't know. It's really weird. But huh. man, Half Life Alex really makes me just want to sit down and just play it all the way through. But I haven't yet because of that problem that I keep having. It's just <clears throat> I I turn on full locomotion movement and like. I get, you know, you get your VR legs so you can get rid of the motion sickness. And But man, when I take that helmet off after a play session, I'm just like, I almost want to just take a nap because I'm just, I'm so worn out. And I don't even play it for that long. It's crazy. Yeah, well, I guess, I guess there's a lot of stuff that's going on when you're playing VR. But um, anyway, sorry, the, the, the five... Uh, Valve games in production. Do do you guys know any of the rumors about like what they think it's supposed to be? Something called Project Citadel, and then somebody asked Gabe Newell about it, and he's like, "What's Citadel?" Of course. So you know who knows. I think it's so. So, are you going to say he, it? He specifically. <laughs> are you going to say it? <laughs> no. <laughs> he specific so he specifically says single player games. So that rules out Artifact being one of those games. Okay. Um, and you know, Artifact memeing, whatever, blah blah blah. But and any multiplayer portal then at that point too. I think it's going to be another Half-Life game. One of them is. And then I I feel like another one's gonna be a portal style game, and then another one is gonna be a game like um Firewatch. Oh, because I they bought they, they bought the studio that made Firewatch. Oh, I did not know that they had purchased Firewatch. Yeah, they were working on a game called In the Valley of the Gods, and then they just stopped because everybody wanted to work on Half Life Alex. Go figure. <laughs> I mean, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I I don't think I don't know with just how Valve. Um, has been tongue in cheek for well, I guess not tongue in cheek. It's probably not the right word, but the last Half Life game came out in two thousand one or two. Wait, no, two thousand four. Two thousand four. No, no it's, it was later than that. Was it, it was episode it was two, two? Whenever episode two came out, I always forget about episode two. But anyway, I mean, they've been sitting here on you know almost. All, I'm just going to say about twelve years of no new game. You have um, two hats. <laughs> but I have to go to two. All I've been doing. Yep. Um, yeah. So I, 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 I'm kind of torn. I honestly, part of me thinks that, well, I don't know. It, it would be a one of the biggest surprises because I mean, Valve promising Half Life or not even promising, but people hoping for Half Life has been a internet meme for you know, Ugh. 
16 don't, years or whatever. Don't so, tell me about it. Do not tell me about <laughs> it. I've been waiting for more Half-Life since I finished episode two for the very first time. Don't get me wrong. I hope. But you but. know what? VR is a great piece of technology and hardware is, you know, is is definitely cool to dabble in and but I think some devs are dabbling more into the software side of things. I think that's where um, uh, Digital Extremes and Warframe is kind of taking things into a different direction. They're doing something called the Great Ensmallening. Um, yeah, it's, I love I love the name. Um, yeah, it's and I think it's a really cool concept that a lot of game companies can do. I've not heard of this before, so I apologize. Um, I mean, Warframe's an old game. It came out. Yeah, it was on PlayStation the, Four when it 2000s. came out. Thousands. It came out. I think the PS3. It's it's been around for a long time. Oh, um, I thought it came out on PlayStation Four. I apologize. It's been uh, a long time. <laughs> it originated as a PC game. Um, oh, I did not know that. Uh, I could be talking out of my butt, but I believe <laughs> that's correct. I believe because. <laughs> The whole thing is there was there was a prime frame that you can only get. You can get Xcal Prime on PC, but it's like a legendary frame that you can't actually get anymore, and it's only on PC and like only the founders have it. But oh, uh, yeah. Regardless, the Great and Smallening is what they're calling their new project that they're working on. And De oh. uh, Rebecca, they're kind of like community mod or their community space mom. Yeah, Space Mom. Um, <laughs> <they're>, <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, but they're what they're doing is they're updating technology that they have in their software to essentially create less pull from from your PC. They're they're updating t- to downsize the game, so you're downloading a seven gigabyte download file. Okay. But it releases the overall total size of the game by three and a half gigs. So you download cool. a seven gigabyte file and end oh. up actually gaining three and a half gigs by updating textures and shaders and audio. Oh. Like audio drivers. Yeah, they're they're updating the whole game and reducing the file sizes. Which I, I wish Call of Duty Warzone would get that. <laughs> Does. All of those hundred plus gigabyte games, GTA Five, that's old yeah, enough. Yeah. That, but yeah, like we're just cheap these days, but it's not that cheap. Um, I'm curious to see how well it'll go and if it'll bring up like unexpected issues. But they're essentially actually, I think they're improving cool. on the game while decreasing its size. Which yeah, they have they have like a uh, an example of somebody's face, and like you can go back and forth between the two different versions, and the after looks like it's very subtle, but you can definitely tell the difference. It's definitely oh, yeah, smoother and, and more defined. Updating their mesh, but the fact that it's smaller <laughs> that's that's crazy, huh? I mean that seems like something that ever well I mean no game no game developer wants to go through and you know once they like that Star Wars Battlefront you know they're not supporting it anymore so they didn't care when the servers crashed <laughs> last weekend um oh, but that's yeah. really cool to have them go back 
to a game that launched, well, maybe not launched on PlayStation 4, but a game from when PlayStation 4 launched was on it and making the file size smaller and going through and making those graphical adjustments to to make the game just look good. Mm-hmm. That is yeah, cool. Digital extremes, like they're they're in that they are also in that unique unique position where they have one game that they support, Warframe. And they can update it and change it around, do whatever they want. Uh, as long as it's still making money for them, it doesn't matter what they do. They can really do any anything that they want to improve the mm-hmm. game, even if it's just from a technical aspect. But I think this is really cool because yeah. a lot of companies, a lot of devs really should go back and rethink some of the things that they've done in the like in the first stages of development and update it you know i mean we have that technology we can do that these days we can push out patches we can push out updates frequently but it seems like most of 2020 their overall file size drop is supposed to be at least 15 gigabytes Jeez, they're they're sharing off of that game. They're sharing off fifteen gigs. Um, we're probably going to free up at least fifteen gigabytes by the time we're done. At least, wow. To reduce the pain for people updating, we're going to be breaking these remasters updates into three parts, spread out over the rest of twenty twenty. So now, beginning of twenty twenty one, that should be finished. the The overall file size compared to the beginning of last year to this year should be fifteen gigabytes smaller all right that's pretty cool like i'm i just the other day was talking with a buddy who bought a a pc um and he was like dude i wish i got a bigger hard drive i was like dude you're preaching to the choir (laughs) (laughs) and like i've been deleting games and all that but if if you can go through and just make a game smaller i mean 15 gigs don't get me wrong it's not a massive game but i mean you could squeeze in um a couple of oh what's that uh honey i shrunk the kids game grounded Grounded. you know i think yeah. grounded is only seven gigs i think somewhere around that huh yeah it's I, yeah game. it's a whole other game that would be awesome just, if everyone did that i just reinstalled new vegas new vegas is seven gigs as well mm-hmm. oh i want to um, get into new vegas oh yeah so good i just started uh, I just I continued reading. Um, they're they're calling them mini remasters to you know improve quality and performance and everything. Um, they're going back to optimizations, and they're touching something that they haven't touched since launch, which was uh, when they were supporting DirectX nine, was their only supported renderer. So and when, yeah, they're they're pulling up some some old tech and refurbishing it. It's cool. I like it. I think that's a, a great initiative, and I hope more companies take it on. Uh, me too. That Make my awful. game smaller, but prettier in stuff. <laughs> so going in the uh, in the opposite <laughs> direction of new technology uh, and improvements, uh, Denuvo, the our everybody's favorite DRM, is now making anti-cheat software, and is it is now available on Steamworks. Yeah. So that sucks. <laughs> now, I don't know a, mu- a lot about Denuvo. 
Um, I'm just real quickly looking so, through. If so you could, give me some background. Yeah, so basically DeNuvo is a DRM, so digital rights management platform. Mm -hmm. And basically what it does is the executable for a game will be coded for to basically reach back home to DeNuvo like license servers. Okay, yeah. To and, make sure that you're not running something legal or something like that, right? Right. And if, you know, over the internet, <clears throat> obviously, and if you do not have an internet connection, it will cut you off and prevent you from playing the game that you paid, you know, 60 bucks for. Oh, so you have to be logged in just like Xbox mm -hmm. One was hoping uh, mm -hmm. seven years ago. Awesome. Yeah. So to give you an idea of how terrible, in my opinion, this company is, this, this is the same company who made Securom. If you're not familiar with Securom, uh, Securom is the software that Microsoft refused to support in Windows 10 because there were security vulnerabilities and you could only activate a game on, on a certain number of PCs a certain number of times. And after that certain number of times, you've lost the right to install that game. Oh, Crisis. I do remember hearing about this. Crisis and Crisis Warhead were famously Securom games. And I remember installing Crisis Warhead too many times across multiple PCs and having it get, get mad at me that I've installed it on the five allotted PCs already. Please uninstall it from that PC and you can activate it again. Well, I've reinstalled Windows on my personal gaming computer, and I forgot to deactivate it from that computer before I reinstalled Windows. So I'm SOL. Oh, that um, sucks. But, you know, these guys, I think, so anti-cheat in itself, I don't think it's bad, but I think this is a really, really crappy way to go about, <laughs> to, to, to go about saying this is not basically what it is is it's anti-cheat that will from what i understand doubles as drm for microtransactions in multiplayer games or even single player games <clears throat> so basically it's just anti-cheat that's running all the time and it checks to see if you have used like a trainer to get your character up to a certain level or Mm -hmm. Use XP boost or change in XP rates and that kind of stuff. And they are disguising it as anti-cheat, which is not a lie. You know, I guess it is kind of anti-cheat. Yeah, to a point. <laughs> to a point, but... Yeah. They're kind like, of Trojan-horsing it. Exactly. Here's your anti-cheat, but also these things. Yeah. So uh... it's So it's kind of like... <laughs> It's one thing, but it's technically another thing, too. But we're going to call it another thing so that you, you're not suspicious. <laughs> so a good, example, a good example would be um, Deus Ex Mankind Divided. They had all okay. those XP boosts and crap. And like you could buy the uh, you could literally buy the upgrade points with your your money, like real life money. OK, OK. And they they sold that as microtransactions on the Steam marketplace and stuff. but. Or their their uh, whatever their marketplace was, and basically what this would do would would be prevent you from, say, using a trainer to get like a thousand Praxis points so that you can automatically level up 
uh, Jensen to the, the highest like tier of skills or whatever. Okay. So it's it yeah, it sucks. This is kind of crap oh. that like really, really hurts a paying customer and really makes so, me be an advocate of GOG. Yep. That's that's actually what I bought followed on. Mm-hmm. I, I guess is this a way then to kind of force people into microtransactions? Probably. Interesting. I mean, everything that you just said to me, um, although I'm still new to the PC space, basically just sounded like the E3 experience uh, with Xbox One, where you had to be logged in all the time. You, If you wanted to take a game to a friend's house, you couldn't do it for whatever weird reason. Um, that's what yep. it sounds like to me, right? So, so I understand. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Ironic, isn't it? Yeah, hmm, it's amazing. A company tried something seven years ago, and then it turned around and bit them on the butt. They waited long enough, and then tried to do it again. Oh, Unless man. that's a incorrect statement, but no, I think that's that's pretty accurate. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. And they tried mm-hmm. to get away with something, they failed, and now they're going back after it. Yep, doing it a different way, <clears throat> a so sneaky sad. way. Indeed. Okay. Well. What else we uh we got? Battlefront Two is given away. Yeah, oh, that, we've been having way too much fun on that. Oh, that game is <laughs> that a game large is great. amount of us in this server have been sinking time into Battlefront Two, and it it really is. It has improved so much on Battlefront One. I'm. It has. Maybe I'm just old man shaking fist at Sky, but it still doesn't compare to the PS2 versions or the Xbox versions, what have you. But Dude, the Xbox, the original. Oh. The original, the original one. one and two were so good. Amazing. I'm still mad. They have they those? have something similar. They have uh, Lucas. That was Lucas, Lucas Art. Yeah, so Lucas Art was its own thing. Still, was that? Um, oh, I can't remember. I'll I'll Google it real I quick. I thought it was somebody else. It might have been. Pretty sure it was Lucas Art. Um, it was Lucas Art, and I think someone helped. I wish I wish that they would bring along Galactic Conquest because that was the best mode I in that game. That it was so good. Um, Pandemic Studios. Yeah. I just pulled it up. uh, Pandemic helped, and then Lucas was the main... I guess they did all the the techie stuff, and LucasArts came up with the... God, I remember seeing that Gatscast pop up. That's right. Yep. Um, Pandemic. But, yeah. Not the uh, greatest name of game studios these days. No. 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 I, I thoroughly enjoyed... The, not enjoyed this one. I do enjoy this one. Now they got their microtransaction BS kind of pushed aside and they backed down from that. It's it's a pretty good improvement off of Battlefront 1. So, yeah, the House of Mouse was not happy with that. No, <laughs> no they were not. No, <laughs> no, they were not. Um, and I was actually surprised that they were releasing that game for free on Epic. When I saw that, I was like, that has to be fake. <laughs> there, there's no way they're releasing Star or Star Wars franchise. EA is allowing someone to just release it for free. I'm happy that they did because I would compared to what it was. It is so much better. I think it's. I mean, EA has dropped support for it. They're no longer updating, supporting the game. But oh, that's I right. Think I that might about have been that. something. <laughs> However, I mean, that's it. Day one on Epic Download, the servers crashed. 
and they crashed yeah. <laughs> for like the next day and a half. We were we were still having problems. We've we've still occasionally had problems. Yeah, I was getting like uh, like disconnects from the ser- from the server and mid mid game, and then coming right back. It was it was crazy. Yeah, Battlefront Two. It's great. If you haven't picked it up? Pick it up. It, I Three. think it dropped today. Not dropped, but they dropped it off Epic today. It's either today yeah. or tomorrow. It's, I can't remember the yeah. days. I'm actually looking at Epic yeah, right that's now. That's right. That's right. If they you if you off. didn't get it, I'm sorry. Uh, let me look. Yeah, it's not for free yep. anymore. Galactic, Galactic Civilizations. Yeah. Ooh. Um, I can watch that. Yeah. I'm actually just buying it because this is what I've been doing. I've been preparing for uh, the trip that you guys know about (laughs) for next year. Um, But no, Star Wars Battlefront 2, they did a fantastic job on it. The game looks beautiful. Um, Mm -hmm. Just like the old ones, I get too sucked into it and start yelling at people, (laughs) which you probably saw last night. Um, But no, I... it Other than the microtransactions and the drama that surrounded it, I think the game was a very solid game. Um, But... The way that they've, you know, they've gotten rid of a lot of those microtransactions. Lots of the skins are already unlocked for you. Um, so and many of the heroes are as well. So, I mean, I tried running around as Darth Maul last night and died horribly every single time because I would just get murdered. Um, but no, it's it's a fantastic game. Fantastic. And I'm so happy they released it. <laughs> so happy. Then I think normally we... Uh... <clears throat> At this point, we're kind of winding down a bit. Normally, we would go through and talk about the games we're playing, but I think right now we're kind of playing Battlefront 2. So uh, change things up a bit. I kind of wanted to do um, what are... And, and you guys can pick the genre. And what is your top two games in that genre? Ian, what are you thinking? Uh, okay, let's... I'll go with one that I know for certain. Um, my all-time favorite racing game is Forza Horizon One. Ah, uh, yeah, that, okay. that was a good one. One, I mean, I love the Horizon series so much, um, but one specifically was phenomenal. I still remember. I think the first challenge you ever got, you had to race. You had to race a. A Mustang, not a car, a Mustang, but a plane up this like desert mesa path. Sounds like Top Gear. It does it does? <laughs> if you haven't played Horizon, the challenges, whatever they call them, the roadway challenges or something, play okay. like the exotic Top Gear episodes. Like you're racing trains and helicopters and boats, oh, cool. and you have to hit targets. There's a ton of stuff. It's really fun. I love them. Horizon was be just overall favorite racing series with horizon one's my favorite racing game. And then I'll go with, um, uh, I don't even know what to classify it as like RPG action would be Bloodborne. Oh yeah. Whatever. Okay. Whatever that souls born Sekiro kind of. Well, soul I mean, made its own genre. <laughs> yeah, that's that, true. That's of like, yeah. of like the, of the Souls Monsters, I think Bloodborne's probably my favorite. I think it would technically be in, like an action RPG almost. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Action RPG, probably. Okay, so I am going to go with 
first person shooters. I love shooters. First okay. person games are like my favorite ever. Um so my number one favorite first person first person shooter. And everybody could probably guess this right off the bat. Halo. Yep. yep. Okay. Sorry, I was about to say Halo. Um love Halo. <laughs> love it. Love it to death. I don't think I can pick up any other game and just play it as much as I can Halo. Um, the next game is Half-Life 2. Now, Half-Life 2 is second, and a lot of people will say, well, why do you pick Halo over Half-Life 2, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, well, here's the thing. <clears throat> Half-Life, 2, Half-Life 2 pushed a lot of things forward. It pushed PC gaming forward. Mainly PC PC shooters, because at the time, like when Half Life Two came out, we already had Halo, uh, and Halo really established what a shooter is going to be on a console. It established the the control scheme and established the two weapon scheme. You know, two grenades, yep. linear fashion. It really defined what a first person shooter is on a console. Half Life. Half-Life 2 really pushed what a game engine can do on a PC. It really kind of just kept it to the PC. And, you know, they ported them, you know, the orange box to 360, PS3, and they made Half-Life 2 on the original Xbox, which was a garbage port. It was awful. Um, but really, it didn't have the same... It, In my opinion, it didn't really have the same impact as Halo did on the entire genre. Because when you look at Halo and you look at what it did, every game after that tried to be Halo. The Halo killer. It's like World of Warcraft for MMOs, right? So, Okay. Okay. Let's see. So you have Halo, then you have have Half-Life, right? Half-Life 2. Half-Life 2. I apologize. I will distinguish that. (laughs) Half-Life 1 is great, (laughs) but it definitely is not in my top top 10. Half-Life 2 doesn't make top 10. Really, it, it it does make top. It does make it probably probably like a nine. Probably like a <laughs> backpedal, backpedal quickly to, before they yell at to me. To be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I didn't play all the way through Half Life One until I played Black Mesa. Fair. I, I mean, blasphemy. To but... be fair, I didn't play Half Life One and Two until twenty thirteen, or when or was it not? It wasn't thirteen. It must have been two thousand ten, two thousand nine, when they released the orange box where it had all the games in it. I can't remember when they released it. Um, yeah. That was the the first time I had ever heard of Half Life. So, um, but no. Anyway, continue. Sorry, didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, it's your turn. What do you got? Oh, is it my turn? Okay. Um. All right. So I'm not going to pick one genre. I'm going to pick two. Um. <laughs> because I've been just all over the place. Um, I'm going to choose first person shooter and it's going to be the Halo franchise. Um, of course. It, it, yeah. I growing up on Xbox, growing up uh, with the Xbox 360, buying the Xbox one day edition. Um, I like Halo is just, if I just want to sit down and just, if I'm in a bad mood or whatever, I just want to murder something. I go on to Halo. <laughs> um, right. it, it's just a great game. It's very, very, so the problem that I have with like Halo 4, Halo, uh, let's see, Halo Reach, Halo 4, and Halo 5 is that they have all these big Spartan abilities, like jetpacks and stuff. And like 
that original Halo game, although it had its issues, it just worked. Everything was balanced, in my opinion. Like, um, you could use the pistol to counter... Well, okay, that's not balanced. <laughs> but, like, you could use the pistol to get a sniper out of position. You could, uh, when you're up close, you switch the assault rifle, and you have a bullet machine gun just shooting as quick as possible. Right. Um, the driving, the vehicles on it, the way the warthog digs in, it feels like it just digs into the dirt when you're doing a sharp turn. Um, Halo is, it, it just works and it does such a good job and you can, can just get lost in it. Um, so Halo for FPS is number one. Um, now, if I was to look at the games that I spend the most time in, it would actually be a survival game. It would be Ark. Um, oh, yes. The, yeah, the entire summer, I it was it was amazing. I had my own little world in which I controlled everything <laughs> during COVID, and I would just go through tame dinos, you know, do what I want and fly around and work with my tribe and gather materials, build big bases, go on small raids. Um, so those are the, those are the two for me. Even though I split the genre, uh, FPS Halo and then uh, survival with Ark. Awesome. Very nice. All right. Well, I actually like that. I think next week, if we're pretty slow on news, I want to get maybe four or five of us in and just do entire episode, just top 10 of everybody. That would oh, be awesome. I will even make a Google slideshow. Well, I, I won't show it. <laughs> presentation. Um, uh, presentation. Well, no, we don't use PowerPoint anymore. It's all Google. Only oh, yeah. old people use oh, PowerPoint. Yes. Well, guys, thanks for uh, coming on to the uh, podcast and discussing some uh, some of the latest news. We're on uh, Spotify, Stitcher, basically anything with a podcast we're on. We uh, have gotten on to Apple Podcast. We got approved recently. We Oh, really? Go. Awesome. Yep. Yep, Apple I got, us, got us approved on Apple Podcast. Is this the time where we get like a million dollars and all that fun stuff? Or did you lie to me? <laughs> oh, you lied to me. Got it. Okay. <laughs> we gotta we gotta bump All up right. our stats first. Oh yeah. We oh, gotta, I, we see, gotta, I see. We gotta bump up our stats. You gotta pump those numbers. Yep. And okay. uh, two ways of getting in contact with us. We have a Twitter now, uh just at chillpod2. Apparently one was taken and chillpod was taken. And okay. we are also we have a Gmail just open for any kind of input. Uh, questions, you know, whatever you want at uh, chillpodasks at gmail. Awesome. Yeah, send in any questions. Thanks for listening and uh, keep on being chill. (laughs) See you around. See ya. scene.